Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1234 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen with you on Oilers Now, where guests of the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Uh, Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. So working on uh, negotiating contact with uh, Oilers signee, new forward Brendan Perlini as he makes his way back to the North American game after a year spent in the Swiss League. He was drafted 12th overall. I've been saying 13th uh, is 12th overall in that uh, 2014 draft. One pick ahead of Jacob Vrana, who we'd been talking about in the previous half hour. But you look at uh, what could be out of this player, you know, in his rookie season in the NHL under Dave Tippett, 2016-17 that would have been, 14 goals. Seven assists to his credits in 57 games. And then uh, 74 games in 2017-18, he had 17 goals. So, you know, the... uh the pedigree is there. You just wonder in what capacity he's able to sort of reinvigorate himself to contribute well enough and be responsible enough sort of to push for a roster spot. Because if there's one thing that we've seen in the deployment by Dave Tippett, I think it's, you know, he relies on players that he has a deep trust in. And so um, this looks like a guy with a familiarity that they're, uh, they're willing to bring in and, Pierce that we've got him ready to rock and roll right now. So we'll head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Joined by our headliner today, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. It is Brendan Perlini joining us. Hi, Brendan. How's it going? You got Brendan Escott here. Hey, guys. How you doing? Sorry I'm a little bit late. I was just literally just got right and... Uh, you know, you're kind of catching up with guys. This is the first time I've seen Shane Doan. Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, here, so. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, all good, my friend. It sounds like you're still in the in the bowels of an arena somewhere. Where are you calling us from right now? Where are we? Where are you at? Yeah, pretty much. I'm just. I'm still kind of just in the arena. Um, so I'm out in in Scottsdale right now. Um, really good group of guys out here training. Uh, Matthews, some. 
ton of other guys, Matt Dumba, Declare, you know, so um, a lot of really good uh, players around and stuff, and it's it's good training out here. I've been coming back here for probably the last, uh, God, maybe five years or so. Um, ever since I played out here, I kind of spent the summers. And uh, But, yeah, no, like I said, good good training. That's why I kind of come back. A little bit too hot right now. It gets like one standard. Yeah, I've been seeing like, you know, fun nonetheless. 45 degrees Celsius kind of a thing for us. So uh, awful warm there. I mean, you're, you're coming to a place where one of the colder climates in the NHL, no doubt. But before we get to Edmonton, I got to ask, because you are born in Guildford, England. So I'm sure our listeners would like to know the story of, you know, your lineage there. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up uh, grew up in the UK, um, born over there. My dad played for Leafs in the early 80s and um, ended up, he was kind of up and down and decided to go to Europe and finished in the UK and played there for, I don't know, close to 10 years and then coached another 10 years or so. And I was born there. My brother was not. He was born in quotations the off season, right, in June, July. So he was born back in Canada, but we both very much grew up over there and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's a big part of our lives. Uh, I, I think I moved back. My brother was 14 and I was uh, 11 or 12. So spent, you know, kind of up till now half, half our life, if not, you know, uh, around there. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know what, it's, it's funny because I get a lot of questions, obviously, you know, did you play hockey over there and this and that? And the area that we were in, uh, in Guildford, just south of London, was uh, was a great area. It was a lot of like what we would call kind of expats. So guys who would come over for you know big banks like Morgan Stanley or play you know things like that or lawyers. They would come from Boston, New York, from uh, from Canada, and they would all have kids who played hockey. So we would all kind of be in the our together. Guilford was probably primarily actually 50% Canadian or American, believe it or not. So, um, you know, people think, oh, England is not really this or that for hockey-wise, but I think it is growing a little bit. My my brother plays for the GB national team, so um, they're in the top division now in the world, and, you know, it's it's slowly getting there. Phenomenal stuff as we chat with Brendan Perlini of the Edmonton Oilers now. So obviously you avoided the soccer bug being bitten by that over there. Are you still a fan? There's plenty of London teams in the Premier League there to cheer for, I'm sure. Yeah, you know what? So I have a little uh, kind of a funny way about me, really. I'm, I kind of always have to, you know, do things a little bit different or whatever. And because we're in that London area, you know, I, everything is always uh, for us. Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, those are the big teams, obviously. Even West Ham is really big around London. And, um, you know, I think there's probably like eight teams in London in general. And uh, for me, you know, everyone at school was always, oh, I like this team, that team. And for me, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be a little bit different. And my favorite player at the time was uh, Ryan Diggs. He, I always wore number 11 growing up, and he was uh, he played for Manchester United. So that was mine and my brother's team, Manchester United. And um, they're considered, for us, way up north, which is about two and a half hours away, <laughs> three hours away at the max. But, uh, yeah, it's it's funny, you know. Even I said this to my brother the other day. It's funny how in the U.K., 
like they don't have the travel that we do in obviously Canada or the States, right? And they think something is way across the other side of the country when it's only in reality a couple hours away, everything's so small, right? Humorous. And, and again, you're talking about like four teams in the same city in the same league. So how much travel is really going on there? Uh, Too funny as we chat with Brendan Perlini right now. Um, I'm curious what made Edmonton the right fit for you right now. We've got five pro seasons under your belt spent last year maybe um, resetting things in in Switzerland and you get another kick at the can in the NHL with a team on the upswing I imagine there was some appeal on that front yeah for sure I think uh, first and foremost for me it's just at this point uh, opportunity you know where where can I uh, come where I have a legitimate chance to uh, to get in the team and play first and foremost and um, you know I think with uh, my old coach Dave Tippa being there I've I've chatted to uh, Tip so far, and we've had some really um, – yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had – there were other options there, but I, I think for me it's, in a sense, uh, Edmonton's obviously a good team. You have some of the best players in the world there, if not, you know, the best player in the game right now. So, um, you know, that's that's obviously appealing. But it's I, I think in, in my terms, first and foremost, it's just getting a – uh, a fair opportunity to come into camp and to prove myself, you know, and, and to try and, you know, get back on NHL roster and then go from there. How do you think your game has evolved in your five pro seasons? Yeah, you know what? I, uh, it's funny because uh, I did an interview this morning and uh, we had this chat. And I, I think, uh, you know what? I, I've grown so much just even in the last, uh, like, we'll call it COVID times, right? Like, I haven't played in the NHL since whatever, probably, what was it, February or March of 20, so almost, you know, a year and a half, two years or so. And uh, just in that time in general, I think I've, you know, matured in a way of just understanding the game a lot better. Um, even going over to Swiss was a great experience for me uh, just because of the, the bigger ice forces you, you know, I think before uh, I was a little more, you know, kind of get the puck north-south, north-south, and, you know, I, I think now I see the game a little bit better. I read it. I, I can slow it down if possible, but obviously my speed is my main thing. But, um, you know, I, I think I understand the game a little bit better, uh, just just maturing and, and getting older, especially, you know, I, like you said, I, I, this is my fifth, sixth season pro coming up, uh, and I, I know kind of the ins and outs of the NHL as far as travel and all that. So, you know, that whole stuff won't be too uh, too obviously foreign to me but it's more just uh, even even in swiss as well i was going to say you know I, I got the opportunity to get back and play 20 plus minutes uh pk power play so for me even you know getting a lot of pk time and adding that kind of into my game and i i don't think i've really even played any if not uh maybe a little bit in the nhl pk but you know that was a good experience this year playing like first pk being out there all the time and so um, yeah, I've added little tools. You know, I, I think it is just, you know, for I don't want to sound like a broken record, but just a little bit of maturity of just getting older, a little bit wiser, and, and knowing, you know, certain spots to go, certain spots not to, and things like that. And you would know, based on your past history with head coach Dave Tippett, what his preferences are, I would assume, in terms of where you where you need to be, what you need to do to be in his circle of trust, as, as I would call it. And, you know, that obviously boosting your chances to be out there and relied upon in, say, a penalty kill situation, right? Just can you uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Tip? 
Yeah, for sure. You know what? Uh, I have a great relationship with Sid. That was definitely uh, a big, big reason for me uh, coming to Edmonton was just the familiar uh, familiarity of of himself, of uh, his style. I had uh, good success my first season under him. You know, in probably I think I played a half a season or something like that. So. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, it's just that familiarity of knowing what he likes, what he doesn't like. Um, he knows where I'm very good at and where I'm not good at and things like that. So he can put me in a position uh, to try and, you know, achieve or whatever too. And I, I think it's like you said, a, a bit, you know, that trust either way. And I think maybe that's in the past, uh, you know, whether it was Chicago or Detroit, maybe you're, um, you know, fighting that a little bit, you're trying to find out what the coach really likes and it, it takes a while for that. Right. And I think that was a, a part of the interest of Edmonton was that I know tip and, you know, his system and how he likes to play and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the basis of our relationship there. We've, we're definitely, uh, you know, after my first season pro, uh, you know, it was obviously, uh, I, I really enjoyed playing under him. And like I said, and, uh, you know, looking forward to it uh, coming up here in, in Edmonton. Brendan Perlini is the uh, newest Edmonton Oilers signee. Brendan Escott behind the microphone today. And you mentioned Chicago in your time there, uh, Brendan. I'm curious, having played with Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Debrinket had a 40-goal season that year. Uh, but now you get to play again with Duncan Keith, And I'm wondering if you could speak to... You know, not necessarily what we see as fans when we're watching Keith on TV, but what does he do for a team in the room, if you could provide some insight, just from what you saw? Yeah, Dunks is awesome. You know what? Every single, I don't have a bad word about uh, Chicago's organization or their players. It was absolutely awesome. And you could see right from the first second that I I walked in, um, you know, why they had won three times in 10 years or whatever it was, right? Um, or in the five-year span, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, as, as far as, as dunks, you know, like he's he's just a leader, like an awesome guy. Um, you know, maybe Taze or some of those guys are a little more vocal in the sense of, like, they're always speaking out. But um, dunks is a, a guy you can go with with any question. He's won every award. He's done everything. He's seen everything there is to see. So, you know, you can really – approach him with with any sort of subject and he he has some sort of answer for you which is is awesome right so um you know and obviously i'm excited too to see uh uh, obviously played against uh mcdavid growing up and like he played for the marlies and i played in detroit with Tire and you know kind of he's always been uh like we're in the ohl at the same time and that would be cool you know, I've, I've had a lot of goals go in on our end. It'd be nice to be on his team and see them going in the other end, right? So, um, yeah. A prolific junior career in Niagara for yourself, needless to say, Brendan. Is there anybody else that uh, you will have an opportunity to sort of reconnect with here on this Oilers team? Um, you know what? Uh, I I had a little bit, uh, I know Darnell Nurse a little bit, um, just because he played in the suit. So he would uh, he would come back every now and then the suit and skate with us guys and uh, you know I, I would spend usually on a regular year no no COVID like this right a little bit easier to travel back home to Canada and so sometimes we would kind of uh, link up around there so a little bit of a connection with him but um, yeah most of the guys I, I mean are are pretty fresh I don't I don't think I know many of them but um, yeah I'm, I'm excited to get in there and and show everyone you know how much I've improved and. Um, yeah. 
Well, I look forward to uh, seeing what you can do in training camp. Wish you all the best down in Scottsdale as you train with, uh, well, you know, Matthews. I don't know if he's considered an enemy around these parts, but uh, nevertheless, I'm sure you're picking <laughs> Why up do you plenty. Think I'm training with him. I'm trying to learn all his tactics. That, exactly <laughs> right. You're the insider. <laughs> Brendan, thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure chatting with you. I hope we can again. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you. You too. That is Brendan Perlini. Just signed a one-year, two-way deal with the Edmonton Oilers over the weekend. $750,000 for the former number 12 overall pick. It's Brendan Escott here hosting today along with Cody Jansen. We'll take a time out and then come back and discuss that and perhaps more on Stuart Skinner when we return on Oilers Now. There's a sense of urgency from Brendan Perlini there as he, you know, comes back to North America at 25 years old and an opportunity to prove that he still belongs on an NHL ice surface. It's encouraging to me to see players wanting to come to Edmonton to try and accomplish that. And we mentioned this yesterday, but you heard him say it again. Perlini's obviously coming up here with the relationship with Tippett, but also looking at the opportunity in front of him of who he's playing with and how he can contribute in that sort of role. Um, We'll see. We'll see if he's able to push Devin Shore. We'll see if all this is going to play out at training camp, but it's a depth addition. It's insignificant cost wise and he sounds by all accounts like a pretty reasonable teammate so there you go we all deserve a holiday after the year we've had don't you agree new west travel they've got a special vip trip to vancouver take a loved one and join new west travel on a three-night getaway to spectacular vancouver bc new west travels package includes airfare a private WestJet charter with complimentary open bar and meals departing from private terminals three nights in a deluxe four star hotel all of that for just $699 you can visit Stanley Park stroll the beaches shop or dine in the beautiful waterfront city you need a holiday this September don't you space limited though so call New West Travel or go online to newwesttravel.com again we typically would be talking with Mark Spector in this time slot for the horses horse racing Alberta Specs taken uh, three weeks off here but live thoroughbred racing is not taken three weeks off they're good to go each friday and sunday evening they're back to full fan access but you can always watch and wager online hpibet.com post time is 6 15 the other signee over the weekend was Stuart skinner who made his nhl debut february 1st uh, let five goals in but they won the game they all count the same and then he went on to lead the american league in wins appearances saves he had a four and two record in the playoffs and took down a pacific division championship with the bakersfield condors skinner was on the show not too too long ago and he was talking about sort of being patient in the minors of course it's tough to um just be waiting but at the same time it's uh, for some people, it's the best thing for them, right? I mean, there's uh, so many stories out there, um, you know, guys that are playing now and Stanley Cup champions, just like Jordan Bennington. Obviously, everybody's heard of his story. And, uh, you know, obviously a few more guys, uh, Vanacek and Nadelkovic, obviously. And there's, uh, there's a lot of stories about guys taking a little bit longer as a goaltender. And, um, you know, I think it just depends who you are as a person. I mean, uh, obviously, there's... The Carter Hearts um, out in the world that can, you know, take a step right away, and some guys that take a little bit longer. So it's, um, you know, it just just really depends on your development and um, 
I think being patient is a is a huge part of it because uh, you don't want to rush yourself um, to get to that opportunity. Because when you get there, you know you only have so much opportunity to stay. So I think uh, being patient with yourself, letting yourself grow as a person, also as a as a player or goalie in this case, and um, hopefully the time when the time comes, you're ready for it and you're ready to stay. So Stuart, what do you think you need to work on specifically during those exit meetings with Jay um, Keith and uh, and Sly for my case as a goalie? Um, yeah, it was a lot of you know conversation just about you know it was a good year. It's great to pat yourself on the back uh, for a couple seconds, and then it's time to get right back to work and uh, raise the bar and you know work even that much harder. Um, you know, I, I had a, a decent year. Uh, in, the, in the sense of playing in the AHL, and we were able to win a championship, and we had a great team with uh, with some amazing guys. And just being able to bring that into this summer, and thinking, okay, what's the next level I got to be at? What do I have to do in order to get to the make the jump to the NHL? And I think that's um, that's something that obviously everyone wants to do. You know, every, everyone's dream is to play in the NHL. So um, I'm just looking looking for ways for myself to get uh, mentally better, physically better, uh, better trained. Um, you know, whatever I can do in order to come in next year and um, you know, hopefully take a spot. So um, no, that, that's a conversation every single year. You know, after every year, you're gonna have a conversation, even when you're in the NHL, of you know, what are ways we can get better um, in order to win the cup. So. I think uh, I think everyone has those kinds of conversations. I think he's more in a position now to be an option as a backup. I think is probably Skinner's ceiling in the NHL, and and he will have some work to do to get to that point. Um, but he is he beat out Dylan Wells every step of the way as those two came into the league or the East Coast League and and then the American League sorted together and were were battling it out. Dylan Wells had a great year in Peterborough and ended up getting drafted and then maybe fizzled out a little bit in that sense and now is with a different organization. But Skinner obviously turning a lot of heads made a lot of strides last year in particular and getting a, a sniff at the NHL level and, and that much time even just sitting on the bench and like he's referenced watching the the professionals work and seeing the difference in work ethic that it takes to perform night in night out on the highest level possible if you're a 22 year old goaltender especially i think that that is completely invaluable experience and the good thing was he got to take that all in and then cody he got to go practice that and implement that on a good bakersfield team where he was able to have confidence and sort of support not only from his teammates but the coaching staff there people just rave about so you know skinner has been in a good situation i think in this organization to make the steps that he has and i hope we do get to see him in some games this year but I do remember when we got to talk to him and he really hit on the fact that when he got to watch Mike Smith train for the season and in season how he took care of his body what he ate what he did that's impressive when you see a 22 23 year old goaltender picking up on those little things because as a goalie you know he mentions Jordan Bennington coming into the league late as well you know he knows that this upcoming season he's not going to be a regular in the NHL but he's working towards how how do I make myself that go-to guy? And how exactly? And to do that, to be able to body that work, I mean, you 
you have to put that into practice at some point. And now with the situation returning to normalcy and having Staylock in the fold is going to allow uh, Skinner that additional development time down in the minor leagues for another year, maybe two, and, and then you move forward from there. But this is a guy who could well be a very inexpensive option at backup like a Laurent Brassois, for example, who was here for a couple of years now in Winnipeg. But that sort of talent that you've brought up from your own AHL franchise, and now he can contribute in a way that allows you to spend maybe a little bit more on a starting caliber goaltender than you are right now. And that would theoretically push this team into cup contender status, wouldn't it? What does every GM want to do? You want to develop your starting goaltender. Look at Andre Vasilevsky, Carey Price. The list goes on and on. That, that's part of the reason why it still baffles me what Carolina did with Nadelkovich. I, I still shake my head at that every night. It, there had to have been something more going on that we aren't aware of in that situation because I can't make heads or tails of that either. He, he was drafted in the second round. So at some point, and it's the same management team there. Right? Don Waddell is still the guy there, or, or yeah, Tom Dundon's the owner. Don Waddell's the GM. Um, it's, it's the same. It's not like there was a changing of the guard there, and Nedeljkovic wasn't the style of goaltender of the of the new. He was a Calder candidate that helped you know will your team along in the last NHL season, and then didn't really get to reap the benefits of that. Though heading to Detroit. You know, I mean, maybe not this year, but say next year and moving forward and having general manager Steve Eiserman at the helm of that team. I think it's a it's a great move for the Red Wings, as have been a lot of their moves this offseason, in my humble opinion. We're going to take a timeout once more here. When we come back, uh, we'll revisit Grant Fears' edition of the Champions Week replay. It is Brendan Escott and Cody Jansen with you on Oilers Now. Next up, it's the news headlines with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.